It's called Gold, Pearl, and Precious Stone. I'll come up with a slick name by the time I put it on um, SoundCloud, right? I'm a SoundCloud rapper. Me and me, I have a SoundCloud page with some of my sermons. And I also have a newsletter on this thing called Substack. And um, you know, just trying to share the message. So we've been looking at, last week, we, we, last time we came together, I believe, we looked at moving out of Babylon, Egypt. I think it was those two, the main ones, right? And Egypt talking about a, a system that, uh, a, like a system that doesn't allow you to worship. You ever been so tired on Sunday? And you're just like, man, it's so hard to go to church. Guess what? I'm the pastor and I still go through that. That pillow, that pillow has a good UFC chokehold on me on Sunday morning. <laughs> all the Brazilian, I took my pillow, my pillows from Brazil, because they've been doing all the holds on me, and I'm like, oh, my head is so heavy on Sundays. Um, and you know, and, and it came from the story of Moses, where he told Pharaoh, let my people go, right? Let my people go worship. And Pharaoh said, nah, nah, because he ain't going to come back. <laughs> Nah. And then the Pharaoh said, go tell them to build bricks without straw. Make it harder for them. Make it so tired that they don't want to worship. <laughs> then it was a system of Babylon, right? For, shout out to all my, my reggae people. Babylon, leave Babylon. And then they said it was like a religious system that made church exhausting. Oh, man. Have you ever been in a church that was exhausting? We want to be exhaustive, but not exhausting, right? Um, and just making worship God exhausted. And so I've been looking at Ephesians, and Ephesians has been saying that, like, in God, one of God's grand purposes is that um, Jesus has a bride with the church. You ever remember the baseball cards that had a hologram? It was like four different images. Remember back in the days? Like, if you had a Barry Sanders card, football card with the four images, you were making money. And then one image, you go that way, Barry Sanders like running like this. Another image, he's hurling somebody. Another image, he's on the bench, you know? And it's like, so it's like that with God with eternal purpose. You look at the card, and one image is the bride of Christ, right? And then when Jesus was on the cross, they poked him on the side, and blood and water came out. Similar to Adam, when Adam, when, when Eve came out from his side. And then, and then they said, like, Adam was asleep when, when God did the surgery. Jesus was, like, in the tomb for three days. And so we're like the bride of Christ, right? And then when you look the thing this way, we're the family of God. We're, we're the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Adopted, grafted in, adopted, right? Adopted to the richest family. Okay. And then you look again, and we're, we're a house of God. We're a temple. And we're a house of God. Jesus says, my father's house will be a house of prayer. You ever heard that before? Amen. And so we see that in the car we're a bride, we're the house of God, we're the body of Christ, right? Jesus is the head and we're the body. We continue Jesus' ministry just kind of smooth, right? But we still pray for the sick. We still help the hungry. Listen, I know the church did a lot of bad things, but you can't overlook the church, the institution of the church has also done a lot of good things. Fed a lot of people. Educated a lot of people. Now people are flawed and the spirit of Babylon will slip in, right? And, and, and a mechanism will slip in. But in turn of the intention, we're the body of Christ, right? So Peter goes to work. He goes to work as an ambassador of Christ. And so we're the body of Christ. And so we're the bride, the body, the house, and the family. And so if you look at the Bible, 
Um, I'm going to give you a, a, a hint on how to read the Bible in 2022. Genesis 1 and 2, Revelations 20 and 21 are the two, are, are the bookends. They have no sin. It was before the fall and it was after the fall. And so if you look at before the fall, at Genesis 1 and 2, there was a tree of life. There was a, a flowing river. There was gold. There was pearl. There was precious stone. So it was like a, a building project. I didn't even know this. It was like a building project. He put, he put Adam in there to build. And how do you know he put the build? Because he described that it was gold, it was precious stone. The stuff he describes in Genesis 1 and 2 is the items that was used to build the city of God in Revelations 21 and 22. And so in Genesis 1 and 2, you see gold, you see river, you see trees, you see precious stone, you see a man, a woman, a bridegroom, and a bride. You see a commission to be fruitful and multiply. And then in Revelations 21 22, you see a tree, you see a flowing river, you see buildings made out of gold, pearl, precious stones, which is a symbolism of you and I. We are like this. We're, we're, you know, God don't really use bricks, he uses stones. We're, we're precious stones. Amen. Right? The Bible says we're jars of clay, we're precious things. But then God, God uses us and uses circumstances to shift us and change us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, the apostle Paul wrote, Anyone who builds on the foundation may use a variety of materials, Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. So, straw. So when you build the kingdom of God, use the best materials. Can I hear an amen? amen. Let me check, make sure my time. Okay. Hmm. So Gen Revelation chapter 21, verse 2 through 4 says, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 3. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Amen. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things will be gone forever. Let's jump down to verse 10. He took me in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city Jerusalem descending out of heaven, heaven like, uh, from heaven from God. Verse 11. It shone with the glory of God, sparkled with precious stones like jasper as clear as crystal. Verse 14. The wall of the city had 12 foundational stones, and all of them were written in the, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Can you imagine these apostles from this dirty, dusty place? Names are now written in eternity? The ramifications. Verse 18. The wall was made out of jasper. The city was pure gold, as clear as glass. Verse 19. The walls of the city was built on the foundational stones inlaid with 12 precious stones. Somebody say precious stones. The first was jasper, the second was sapphire, the third a gate, the fourth emerald. Verse 21, the 12 gates were made out of pearl. Somebody say pearl. pearl. Each gate from a single pearl and the main street. Oh, they have the streets, like a city. 
and the Main Street, the Graham, the Fifth Avenue, the Knickerbocker, whatever, whatever resonates with you, right? The, the Myrtle Avenue was pure as gold, as clear as glass. Verse 22, I saw no, te no temple in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Wow, what a vision. That's why I want to study the Apostle John, because he had all this revelation and vision. And then they said, um, early church historians say that when he would go to church, when they would book him, and he would come in as an old man, the last man to see Jesus, the only man to hear Jesus' heart, to put his head on Jesus' head, the only man at the cross when all the apostles left, the man that took care of Jesus' mother, that knew all the secrets from Egypt, that knew all the secrets. When he would go to church, you know what he would say? Little lambs love each other. And they're like, all right, fam, yeah, 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 yeah. But tell me the secret. What's the secret? What's the hidden name of God? So I can hear all these fancy things. <laughs> and he was like, love each other. And they were like, dude, we read your letter <laughs> to Turkey, to the seven churches of Turkey. You know about angels. You know about Jasper. Wow. Let me tell you something that could save you a lot of heartache as you grow in the Lord. The more revelation you have, should just make you want to love and serve him. Not, not try to be little people. Amen. It should make you more simple, more loving. Amen. So we are called to bring a little, see a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors are going to tell you, oh, just, just try to survive and get to heaven. I'm here to let you know that we're called. The Bible says what Jesus prayed, because on earth as it is in heaven, right? We're called to bring a little heaven here on earth. We are living representatives of gold, Precious stones and pearl, similar to our future home. Let's talk about gold. You're gold. You're very valuable. You're very precious. I knew you. I know some of you wish somebody would have told you that at 14 years old. I know some of you wish somebody would have told you that when you were 20 before you got into that relationship. But I tell you now, you're very precious. I know this sounds corny, but we can't spell church without you. When you want to stay home on Sunday, when we come together once or twice a month, please don't. Outside of being sick, please don't. Because every single person matters. Genesis chapter 2, verse 11 through 12 says, we're talking about rivers. The first branch called the Pishon flowed around the entire land of Havilah where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Imagine God's telling them that. I didn't know Peter. God was telling them that because he had a building project in mind. There's things you're going through because God has a vision in mind. I'm so short-sighted, beloved. <laughs> I didn't see it. It's like, it's like when the children of Israel had to leave Egypt. God told the women, go back to the people you work for and ask for things. Well, imagine how humiliating that is. That's why he asked the man, because the man's egos are not their amigos. <laughs> well, I go shopping, right? This, and, and I don't know, it goes doo, doo, doo. And I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. I'm going to be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Those tomatoes, you charge me 79 cents, but they say five for one dollar. And then, and then, then we have to get with the manager, say, you have to get the manager, Jesus, or whoever you have to get. <laughs> Why? Because she has a natural inclination for stewardship. Mm -hmm. 
because she loves her family, right? And so he told the woman to go back and ask for things. And the woman went back. And you know what? You don't know the heart of the people God is dealing with. God was already dealing with the Egyptian families. The moment the women of Israel came back, they gave them gold, they gave them slippers, they gave them crocs, they gave them, they gave them blankets, silver, gold, they gave them whatever, right? The belongs, the kitchen, take it, get out of here, bro. Get out of here, you drama. And they carried all that stuff in the desert to build a temple for God. Amen. There was no cash for gold in the desert. <laughs> they, so God's going to bless you with things to build the kingdom. Not necessarily this church, but the kingdom. Okay, okay, okay. Job chapter 23, verse 10 through 11. Job, it says this. But he knows where I am going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. For I have stayed on God's path. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. First Peter chapter 1, verse 17 talks about your trials will make you like gold. So gold is scarce on the earth, right? We know. It's exquisite, it's imperishable. True gold, not the gold you buy on canal, some of you, right? Some of you can't, can't even go to the pool with that chain, but that's okay. <laughs> But true gold never loses its luster. It doesn't really tarnish. It doesn't really decay or oxidize or rust. It can endure a lot, right? Some people will say it's a result of an explosion of a supernova, right? And the gas cloud coming this way, right? I don't know, but sounds good. And gold is such a thing. I think it was Newton. A lot of the greatest minds, you know they had a secret notebooks, and a lot of them were into alchemy. Turning other, and, they, and, they, and, and scientists get mad, right? They're like, oh, these great minds believe something so crazy to turn other materials into gold. And so I say this, God turns us into gold by how we handle trials, how we handle the fire. Right? You know you need fire for gold. You guys are smart. And how you handle adversity. How you handle. Like my mom got sick. I knew. God knew this lady's time. He knew. How am I going to handle it? What's my testimony going to be like? When my mom is sick, I'm starting a new job. Kalina knows how hard I work working from six to six every day because I saw the ladder. I saw God could use his job. Doing this church, mm. my wife sacrificing to work and go back to school. My kids in middle school, if you got kids in middle school, you know that's not easy. But I know that it was a trial by fire. Mm. And so I just want to remind you guys that these trials you're going through, let them produce something valuable in you. A new insight, a new perspective, a new posture when you're going through pain, a new sense of empathy. Did I hear an amen? Amen. All right. And then there's precious stone. And precious stone, uh, Proverbs 8.11 say, for wisdom is better than jewels and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Precious stones is, uh, is built by uh, pressure and, and heat, right? Heat and pressure. And also, uh, 
in community. So you guys are in church together with precious stone that God uses to build this church. And that God helps you deal with pressure. Right? Now the fire of gold is not all the time, but sometimes pressure is all the time. Right? Uh, Naomi, when she's getting ready for the baby and bring the baby over here and go to work here and deal with this client, that is con- right? it's constant pressure. Right? Now she gets better and better at it. God gives her strength. God surrounds her with people that love her. Right? But nevertheless, it's constant pressure, right? And Natalie had to go back to work in the office, and she's thinking, like, this kid gets picked up by the bus here, and then PD comes at this time. It's constant pressure. But these are the pressures that make us into precious stones. These are the pressures. These are the pressures. The heat and the pressure. Ask God for his grace so the pipes don't burst, but diamond is created. We know that pressure bursts pipes or makes diamonds. And I believe the intangible difference, me, I believe, as your pastor. Your trainer will say sit-ups. As your pastor, I would say it's your spiritual formation. It's your faith. Precious stones. And lastly, pearl. Somebody say pearl. Pearl. You can read Matthew 13, verse 44 to 46, where Jesus is the parable of the pearl, the precious pearl. It talks about this man sold everything to buy a land that had a precious pearl. And Jesus laid down his life because we were a precious pearl. And now as we imitate Jesus, we sell out some of the things that are unnecessary in our life to buy more of the kingdom of God to invest our lives, our time, our talent, and our treasure to buy this field, this pearl. So how's pearl made? You guys know it's the oyster, right? And the oyster is alive, right? It's not on a rock, it's alive, you know? Built a little different, but it's alive. <laughs> and when the irritant gets inside, the oyster releases this thing that's called no crumb, right? Where it spins, right? It's a piece of sand, a piece of glass, whatever. It releases something to kind of capture it. And then when the oyster's time is done and you open it, that initial irritant becomes something precious, something valuable. So we dealt with seasonal trials by fire. We dealt with constant heat and pressure. Now let's think about how do we deal with irritation. See, some of us don't know how to walk in our impartation and inspiration and invitation because we don't know how to elegantly deal with our irritation. Bars, Ricky, you gotta make me a beat. I won't be here. Kendrick LaCastro over here, no. But we can't, I know a lot of Christians, they'll go to the altar, if you could use anything, you could use me. And then afterwards in the food, the food thing, we're like, yo, bro, give me more french fries than that, bro. <laughs> Cursing out somebody in the parking lot. <laughs> and so, like, you know, pearls are very, very valuable. And pearls are being built. God uses pearls to build. So use your irritation. Give it to the Lord. And let it build something beautiful in your life. Amen. 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 I'm not going to miss the invitation's house, house, 
children. I'm not going to list it. Jobs. I'm not going to list it. <laughs> but sometimes the invitation, iron sharpens iron. It's the people in your house. Sometimes it's the people in your church. Ouch, the church. Yes, the church is not perfect. Yes, God uses the conflicting personalities and worldview in the church to build pearl in your life. All right, we're done. So we look at Genesis 1 and 2, and we see this gold, this precious stone, this pearls. We look at Revelations 21 and 22, we realize he builds with gold, precious stones, and pearls. And now we're in between that. Let's allow God to build gold in us. God is good, but life is hard. I can guarantee you, before you die, you're going to go through some gold-producing situations. And I pray God will give you that grace to remember this sermon. I, I know some of you are going through pressure right now. Some of you say, do you ever just want to scream? <laughs> you ever get ICS if you get a notification with an email? Beep, beep. What is that? <laughs> That's me, right? There's these three letters that gives me anxiety. MBK, my brother's keeper, right? These people drive me crazy. As soon as I see an email, beep, MBK, I'm like, Lord Jesus, do I need you right now? There's something precious in me, Lord, because they drive me crazy over this 100,000. I feel like fundraising, giving this school 100,000 by myself. <laughs> But pressure, it builds something, and then irritation builds something. And that's how we build the church. We're going to build it with people who go through the fire, people who handle heat and pressure, and people who deal with irritation. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you for your, your beautiful church. We thank you for your word. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that we would just allow you to build some precious stuff inside of us. The fires that we go through, Lord God, let it build gold in us. The pressure and heat we go through, let it build some precious things in us. And that irritation we go through, Lord God, maybe we think it a quantum leap and nobody else in our job has. And everything they do irritates us. Help us. Maybe we have a boss that's whack. Help us, Lord. Turn this irritation into pearl. And so we can build this church. Not just this physical building, but us individually. Teach us to love you and love each other. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to call my beautiful wife, Anna. Thank you guys for, for listening.